Thank you for joining us for another Building IQ 10 on the 10th tech podcast, where a range of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data science topics are explored in 10-minute episodes each 10th of the month. Joining us today is Kevin Debesitis, Director of Sales at Building IQ, covering the Northeastern United States. Kevin has worked in commercial construction and the development of renewable energy, distributed generation, and energy efficiency projects for over 25 years. Kevin, welcome and thank you for speaking with us today. Well, thank you. Pleasure to be here, Christine. Kevin, there have been a lot of dynamic changes in the New York buildings market recently. Can you perhaps give us an overview of what's going on in New York and a general sense of what you're seeing on the ground there day to day? Well, uh, New York City has been at the forefront of uh, climate change. Uh, their most recent Climate Mobilization Act has really been focused at reducing the carbon footprint of the massive amount of uh, buildings uh, in New York City. And with those efforts have come a number of local laws that uh, commercial building owners are now going to have to comply with uh, in reducing the amount of emissions that their buildings are sending off into the atmosphere. And uh, the time to really start planning to uh, comply uh, with these laws is now. Kevin, can you help us understand what new regulations or laws have come online recently that are creating a new sense of urgency in the New York market? Uh, most definitely. So the, the local laws, as they are called, uh, have been coming for the past uh, year and a half, but uh, this past summer, uh, Local Law 97 actually has defined the penalty, the carbon tax, if you will, uh, that building owners are going to have to pay for buildings that are in non-compliance with the reduced carbon emission guidelines that the city is now imposing. And with that new local law and those, uh, you know, the carbon tax being defined, it has added a, a heightened sense of urgency uh, for buildings to start planning on how they're going to reduce uh, their energy consumption because the penalties are quite significant. What's your take on how the market is responding to these changes? I think our listeners would be really interested to know how are building owners and operators moving forward with any of their plans for compliance? Well, so uh, as you might imagine, initially there's uh, some shock and awe and confusion. And uh, but I guess the good part of that is uh, people are starting to think about it and realizing that even though uh, these limits uh, don't kick in until 2024, that you just don't take a building and make it significantly uh, more energy efficient in a short amount of time. Uh, it takes years. So planning has started. Uh, folks are, have started to evaluate options. And uh, that's a good thing, particularly when um, you, know, you look at technologies that are available like building IQs to help them with this process. Given this evolving environment, what would be your recommendation to building owners and operators for really solid first steps they could take towards compliance? So uh, with any of the uh, building owners that we work with, the first step is really gaining visibility 
to the energy consumption behavior of your building. And to do that, you want to collect it's you know, it's not just monthly bills from Con Edison or your utility. Uh, you need to uh, be able to collect interval data every 15 minutes uh, to learn the consumption behavior of the building. And that helps to identify opportunities for energy savings. So the first step really is to expand upon some of the uh, baseline uh, requirements that the city has imposed uh, and utilize uh, that baseline information in order to uh, determine uh, the consumption behavior of the building to identify you know, erratics and opportunities there might be for energy savings. And it gives you a snapshot idea of where the building might be in relationship to the carbon limits they're gonna be facing in just a few years. Once these initial steps are completed, what outcomes could be expected by taking this journey toward operational efficiency? You know, the good, the good news about the Building IQ platform is uh, we collect data and analytics on the existing infrastructure of the building to identify, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, low-hanging fruit and opportunities for savings that essentially do not cost anything. And those are really the areas that you want to address first. And in doing so, we are a NYSERDA real-time energy manager vendor, and we can utilize the NYSERDA program to offset the costs of the analytics and evaluation and determining of those efficiency measures uh, with uh, incentives from NYSERDA, which is always helpful. Uh, but ideally, it puts the building uh, and the information that we collect from the building in the hands of our operational engineers to add uh, you know, a resource of human intelligence to our artificial intelligence to work uh, the best way possible to make the building more efficient. Step one, without spending a lot of money. And then step two, if uh, capital expense is required, what would be the economic benefit of that expense? Kevin, I think our listeners in New York would be especially interested in hearing about some local project examples and perhaps how this journey is playing out in real time in New York, maybe specifically when it comes to whole building energy savings as well. Yes, well, actually the, uh, the remote energy manager program uh, with NYSERDA that we're working with the YMCA and actually some buildings up at Montefiore Hospital uh, has been very successful. Um, the buildings had to go through a one-year performance measuring period and we're just starting to uh, bring those buildings uh, to that uh, end of that journey. And you know the first uh, buildings we had a goal of 13% energy reduction uh, the first building that we've completed came in at 11%, uh, which again, very successful, very significant. Um, it's those types of uh, projects uh, with that experience in New York City and working with NYSERDA that allows uh, the Building IQ team to create the most value uh, for the buildings that we're working with. This overview of what's happening on the ground in the New York market has been really insightful. 
In closing, Kevin, what would be your main message to our listeners of building owners and operators in New York? Well, so as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, the visualization of where your building is at right now is key. Um, you, you're not going to be able to determine where you need to get to unless you know where you are now. And the good news is Building IQ can start collecting that data, give you that initial snapshot, identify, uh, can, you know, identify areas of savings that can be implemented sooner rather than later. So you can start saving now. Uh, it will also allow for planning for more substantial measures that would have to be uh, implemented in order to meet the uh, efficiency guidelines in 2024. So I look forward to working with uh, the listeners out there and helping them get started in their energy saving and compliance journey. And uh, greatly appreciate the opportunity to chat this afternoon, Christine. Kevin, we appreciate your time with us today. To check out other Building IQ 10 on the 10th tech podcast episodes, or to learn more about Building IQ's technology-enabled services, please visit buildingiq.com. Thanks everyone for listening in and see you next month on the 10th.